You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. On this week's episode, we are doing our first installment of The Faith Chronicles, a glimpse into life more abundant. We invite you to share with us in the challenges and triumphs of walking with Jesus. All right. So we are together again. Mm-hmm. My beautiful sister, Christina King. Wait, Christina Santa Maria. <laughs> you are married. That happens. Literally, all the time. literally went to see her at work in a neurology <laughs> clinic and had some poor lady looking for like 45 minutes for Christina King. And then finally she comes back. She's like, I don't think we have one working here. And I, I was like, I come see her at work all the time. She works here. And she's like, no, I, I really, like, I looked. And I'm like, oh, Santa Maria. Yeah. I'm like, she got married. 10 years, 11 years yeah. ago. <laughs> like a long time ago. Yeah. So, yeah, we have uh, the beautiful Miss Mrs. <laughs> Heidi Marie King, uh, who I just celebrated 17 years of wedded bliss with. Yep. We're, uh, we're. It does not feel like 17 years, though. Am I right? Yeah. Well, and if you, if you look at, you know, the, at the point where God came in and restored our marriage, um, it feels like we've only been married like 10 years. Mm hmm. Just because so much had happened before that. So, but it's good. It's good. We're, so if people have been wondering who the mm-hmm and the third voice is. That is Christina Santa me. Maria. Yeah. Santa Maria. Santa Maria. You know what's funny is Carlos <laughs> filled out my full government name the other day and he put King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 quietest one on the podcast <laughs> is Carlos. The silent partner. He's here too. Mm-hmm. One day we'll have to post a a picture yeah. Yeah, on our socials so people can see it. So it's been on my heart um, a lot lately about um, hearing from God um, and knowing how, how God speaks. And it, it's, very, um, it's very precise to, to the person per person. Specific. Yeah, it's specific. Yeah, tailored. You know, like we all hear a little different... Um, the voice of God is the, specific to yeah, each person. Yeah, the way it sounds. Um, yeah. The way I hear, and even the language or or the way He gets our attention, the way I hear might be uh, very different from the way somebody else hears. Um, I don't hear like a new King James voice of or a King James voice <laughs> of "Thou shalt ye mm-hmm. ye." Mm-hmm. Yay, though I, you know, so for me, it's very different. Um, And then I, I noticed that like a lot of times in, in the moment, uh, it'll be more of a prompting. Like Mm -hmm. a, like a nudge, an internal nudge. Or I'll say something and and not even realize um, that, that it was a God thing until, I see the manifestation of the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. So um, the other day, 
we we had a, a phone conversation with somebody that had lost their belongings, their wallet. And um, when I was looking for it, because it started with a text message, and they had been in one of our vehicles, so I had, I had been looking for it, and then I uh, recruited the help of my lovely bride, and we were looking together, and um, because she's got a better ability to find lost things than I do. I, I think that's natural to women. Yeah. yeah, I have this ornate ability to look at something, and it's like I look right through it, mm-hmm. and I don't even see it's there. But uh, so we looked and, and it was not in any of our vehicles or anything. And um, when I went to text message him back to let him know, I just felt prompted to give him a phone call. Uh, he's much younger than I am. So that generation, um, they're, they're not always the type to answer the phone. I guess it's just they'd rather text message or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I called and he answered and and that was a miracle in itself. And I started to share with him that. I will say he is one that will though. Like mm. I will text him and he'll call me back. <laughs> mm. See, so. and that, that, that's very specific to you because I, I feel like I get more messages. Yeah, maybe. But. Anyhow. Either way. So on the phone, um, I explained to him that we didn't find it and that um, Heidi and I actually, when we first uh, really got involved with church, we attended a church that um, every week our pastor would lead us in like kind of a charge. Oh, yeah. And part of that, we would always declare lost and stolen items returned. So this is like years later, you know, so Mm -hmm. we're... We're talking to this young fella, and I have him on speakerphone, and uh, I started sharing with him about our experience with with uh, going to that declaration before the Lord when we can't find something and just, just asking God to reveal to us and, and claiming lost and stolen items returned. And um, Heidi was doing dishes, and I'm in the kitchen, dining room area, had it on speaker, and without letting her know, I I said, well, your aunt is going to pray over you right now that God is just going to reveal this to you and that lost and stolen items are going to be returned. Because he had already went to the gas stations and stuff he was at. So she came over by me, and we just agreed in prayer, and we prayed over the situation. And as we were praying over the situation... He, I could tell he, he kind of engaged, you know, because he mm-hmm. had stuff he had to pay and, and all his personal belongings were in the wallet. So um, we, we prayed and then um, I started talking him through like different places in the house or whatever. And he was, you know, you know the whole, I've already looked there. I, I did this, I did that. I went here, I called there. And I sat down in the chair in our reclining chair, and I, it was like I had a picture in my head, in my mind, mm-hmm. of like a messy bedroom with like an unmade bed, and 
I know that he they their family had had like a little uh, bout with influenza mm-hmm. like during the whole um, situation. So um, I I I said, "Have you went through all your bedding and all the clothes on the floor?" And he said, "Yeah, I've already done all that." I was like, "Well." Maybe after we get off the phone, do it again. And, oh, when we started praying, that was the other thing, is when we started praying, um, I thought I was being cheeky and funny. And as she started to pray, I interrupted and I said, and God forgive us for for any of the offenses we might have uh, made against our spouses up to this point. Oh right, because when you're looking for something that's lost, yeah, you kind of get, get you kind of get yeah nasty with each other, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to leave that out because that that was an important part about this, which is really weird because like why would I say that you know like it just automatically came to my mind and I said it and I thought I was being funny, well then all of a sudden I'm on this chair and I'm just kind of talking him through, and I'm like well you'll find it God will reveal it and he goes got it, and I was like what. And he goes, got it. I said, you got what? I have my wallet. And I was like, well, where was it? He goes, it was on the bed under a blanket. (laughs) And I was like, you just had God Mm -hmm. within the phone call after prayer reveal to you where your wallet was. And it happened to be in a place that you and your wife had already looked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you need to start thanking God for him speaking to you and showing you how real he is through this moment and he was like hey can i let you go and i was like yeah absolutely and he goes i need to go apologize to my wife <laughs> and i was like okay and he was like he was like it's funny that you said that when you gave, when when heidi started praying because uh we weren't in and i wasn't nice to her looking for my my wallet so but that's just one you know, one testimony or one example mm-hmm. of of just the, you know, most people wouldn't think that's God speaking to them, but when you when you stand back and look at the situation from beginning to end, I can see God's motivation. I can see God's voice in that. Mm-hmm. I can see where He took something that could have been, you know, uh, full of anxiety and you know, turmoil, and instead of letting it go on for days, uh, it ended there mm-hmm. in that hour. And then you gave a testimony at church that Sunday about that. And then the as soon as hours later, you go to all you go to a store, and yeah. then what happened? Well, I had Max with me, so we we went to the grocery store to pick something up. I don't even remember what it was, and. Um, it was just him and I, and we were actually we were heading to the woods because we were going to go hunt. And uh, so we swung off to the to the grocery store real quick. And in the parking lot, um, we were driving through, and clear like I'm talking 50, 60 yards away, up in this corner of this parking lot where there was like gravel and stuff from the the snow plow. Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff had melted, and I was like. Max, is that a wallet? 
And then I drove up. And he, By the way, you find purses and wallets like random all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, we I have, never do. No, me either. Uh-huh. We have people that attend church. And I always get them back to people. And God always um, puts it in a situation of ministry. And and every time, um, it's it's amazing. It's like I'm the first one to it. Mm-hmm. Because all the belonging, belongings are always in there. So mm-hmm. weird. And everybody that I ever go through this with... I always tell them like, oh, it looks like there's money and stuff in there. And their response is always like, oh, I don't care about the money. And the funny thing is, is whether they care about it or not, um, when they realize it's still in there, it shifts them into a position of trust. And then when I give them the message of the hope of glory or the message of the cross of Christ or because I don't go into those situations without... um, letting them know that God put me there mm-hmm. Even with blessing people, like if you have a prompting when you walk past somebody like or the homeless that are, you know, going on right now on corners, if you like feel like your heart tugged that you should give them money or if you feel like you need to pay for somebody's groceries in the line behind you, I like started to do those things. But I didn't say really anything about Jesus. And so Joe's like, you can't really do that because that's just a good act of kindness. Mm -hmm. Everything needs to be pointing to Jesus. And so now I make sure that I say, like, Jesus loves you or God told me to do this. And, you know, Jesus is just going to bless you with this and and that kind of stuff. But I think that's a a good thing to point out is there is a difference between just a good – random act of kindness from somebody versus you doing something that the Lord is leading you to do and you make sure that you point to Jesus before you leave that person. Oh, I have, I'll finish this testimony, but I have a really good one that's really recent. So with that particular wallet, we picked it up and there was money in it and um, there was there was no driver's license, but there was a military ID and it was an older gentleman and for some reason, there was like a, a little notepad paper, you know, those mm-hmm. little ones people would carry in their front pocket, yeah. like old mechanic guys would do. And it had the name, like landline phone number, mm-hmm. and the address. People still have landlines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my I, na- My neighbor does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I, I, I was like, oh, this is a landline, I know. So I, I called and the lady answers the phone and I started sharing with her that I had just come across this this wallet in this parking lot. And she goes, oh, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah. And she said, my husband's got um, uh, memory issues and mobility issues. And he must have left it on top of the car or something when he was with our daughter. And I said, well, it's a, it's amazing that you put this slip in here so that I could call you and get it back. And I said, there's money in this wallet. And I said, are you home? Because this address, do you live at this address? And she said, yes. I said, my son and I are going to finish grabbing the groceries that we're going to get. And we're going to bring this to you in, a, in about an hour. And, and um, she told me they lived in this apartment complex for seniors and that we, when I got there, just call and they'd, they'd buzz us in or whatever. So we ended up getting there and these people met us at the door and 
we walked in with the wallet and immediately um, Max and I started to thank him for his service mm-hmm. because he was a, a vet mm-hmm. and he, he had served our country. So we started to thank him for that. And then I started to share with him that we had just had testimonies about the wallet in church. And there was two of them, two different ones, where where people in the, the body in the church had had lost items returned mm-hmm. and both being wallets. And these people started to cry. And we started sharing Christ with them. And and they were like, let us give you money. Let us give you money. And I was like, no, we don't want, we don't want any money. Um, we're good. We actually had a, we had a, a deer carcass on the truck because we had harvest, harvested a, a deer in our hunt uh, before church. And I said, God already blessed us this morning with that. And so we started sharing with them. And it, I don't know, man. I, maybe they were hearing from God too. <laughs> yeah, they probably were. They, they probably were. I think I think he slipped a ten dollar bill into Max's oh, pocket for funny. ice cream or something. <laughs> but um, man, I was like, I was like, maybe God appointed this so that when we get into eternity or into heaven, we'll know each other already. Mm-hmm. And he said. I know I'll know you, but I'm not going to know you as the guy that brought my wallet. He said, I'm going to know you guys as the great hunters. And I thought it was just so funny. And we were, we were all kind of just teared up. And, and it, it's amazing how, how God works through those little situations to take, you know, random people that in any other terms would probably never meet because our social constructs are so different and just through some little thing like that in an act of um, what would be honesty and integrity and trying to get somebody's belongings back to him safe and then you get to come and, and share Christ with them and share testimonies with them. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. The testimony that I said I'd share, though, that was recent. We, um, I was getting ready for a work day, and I had to... Um, can I ask a weird, maybe, but uh, necessary question for yeah. people that maybe don't know? What is a testimony? Oh, man. I'm about to thank God that you just dropped that 20 on my floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did, too. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a testimony right there. Lord, the Lord thank you. Lord, yeah. thank you. That was part of the other testimony at church, remember? Um, Karen found a wallet, a wallet with yeah. money in was it. Was it that same Sunday? That was the was same, same Sunday. Sunday. That was what provoked all the, all wow. the testimonies. That's funny. And the funny part about that one is she said that it glistened. <laughs> yeah. Leather doesn't glisten. No. No, it doesn't. That yeah. was funny. Yeah. The way your mom gave the testimony was pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, it was, it was cute. So what's a testimony? So a testimony is obviously a, a trial or a test that you go through and you're successful on the other side, something that you overcome or you conquer. Um, with, with me, um, when I call things like this a testimony, you know, that was a test of my integrity. I could have easily taken that money mm-hmm. and discarded the, the contents of that wallet. But as a man called by God to reach the nations, it's very important that I handle everything with care. Right. And then the testimony for me on the other side of that, the victory is that I got to share the message of the cross of Jesus Christ with these people. Mm-hmm. 
and they didn't drive themselves to to my church to hear that. Right. God put me in the doorway of their home. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty tremendous because we we think sometimes I believe we think of God is this entity that's very far away and, and not personal to us. Yeah. And God is closer than a brother. He he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's he's omnipotent, omnipresent. He's mm-hmm. he's he's amazing and and he's constantly speaking to us. And it's it's just getting in a position where we have ears to hear, eyes to see. You know, and we're right. looking for opportunity to have intimacy with him through our daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a Heidi had put together a new pricing sheet for the business, and I wanted it laminated. So I swung up to a Walgreens that's close to our house, and I knew that they they had um, laminating sheets. Yeah, they they sold them for years, and I went in and they didn't have any. And but what they did have is like the the clear pocket sheets that would oh, go yeah. into a three ring binder. Yep. And that's sheet not, protector. Yeah, that's not what I needed. But I thought as you were talking about it, I thought, you know, he needs sheet protectors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought this will get me through the day. And I went in and I, I found the sheet protectors and, and they had like it was a pack of 200. Mm hmm. Yeah, like you can't just bucks. get like one. Yeah, yeah, and I was, I was like, oh man, what am I gonna do with all these? So I'm in line in this Walgreens with this package of sheet protectors, and there's this lady in front of me. Um, she had a cane and she was kind of leaning on her cart, and I was just kind of watching her, and I noticed that she she was acting to people in line as if she was an inconvenience because she was moving slow. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she turns around and she notices I'm looking at her and she says, I'm really slow. Um, this is going to take me a while. Um, would you like to go in front of me? And I, I said, no. I said, I, I can learn to have patience. Mm-hmm. I said, you go ahead and go in front of me and you, you finish your shopping. And she noticed that I had this package of sheet protectors, and she says, oh, I use those. And I was like, what do you use them for? And she goes, oh, I play piano, and I I used to play clubs in Chicago and sing and play. Mm-hmm. And she goes, but then I had this stroke. And she goes, I, I, I went through a lot. She said, I've been through literal hell. And she said, I lost my mobility, and I lost... Uh, all these all these talents that I had but she said you know what she said I've gotten to where I can play one-handed and she goes I'm playing a a senior living facility up the road uh, this week and she said it's just a gift that I'm able to go in and minister to these people because people don't a lot of people with talent don't think to you know leave their their course of where they're headed, mm-hmm. you know, their their destination. They don't think about um, veering, deviating off. from yeah. from the the path to get there to to swing off to a you know a, a memory care facility or something to minister to the people there. I know ministers that don't think like that, mm-hmm. um, but she said, you know, I have this opportunity, and um, so we started talking and and. 
um, she was paying for, she was getting up in line to pay for her stuff, and then they opened another lane, so they pulled me up, and obviously with one item, I was much mm-hmm. faster, so right. I... I paid and I get out in the parking lot and all of a sudden I just felt like uh, like the brakes went on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I should give her, I'll just take what I need out of these sheets and I'll, I'll give the rest to her. So I went over to the truck and I, I put a couple of them on my seat and I walked back in and they were bagging up her stuff and handed her a receipt. And I reached over, um, they got like a plastic COVID shield. Yeah. I reached over that to the gal working the till, and I said, um, put these in her bag. I already paid for them. And the lady turns to me, and she goes, oh, oh no, 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 you don't have to do that. And I said, no, I, I feel God impressed in me to give these to you because I only need two. I may throw these away. I said, they're, they're just going to get damaged in my truck, and you play music, and you could use them for your sheet music. And she said, don't you leave here until I talk to you. And I said, okay. And I walked out in the parking lot with her. And I, I was helping her get her stuff in her car. And she was like, I believe that you're here because God put you here. Hmm. And I said, I believe that too. And she started to share with me how she um, she's a, a two-time breast cancer survivor. And the wow. only thing that got her through that was prayer. Hmm. And her relationship with Jesus Christ. And we started talking and she's sharing me sharing with me how she went through this stroke and then went through that. And now she counsels people in these senior facilities that get diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. I was on my way to a, a, a senior living facility wow. when I met her. And she had a business card. And we were talking. We hugged. And then I prayed over her. I prayed that God would give her longevity and and continue to restore her talents and give her mobility with with the things that were affected in the stroke. And it was really good. I just prayed over her, and she received, and then she spoke a blessing over me, and it was just like this crazy parking lot little mm-hmm. revival, right? Well, then I get to the senior living facility, and I have this card of this lady on my clipboard. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to the director, and I start sharing with her how I just met this lady and she's doing this, and she's going over to this other senior living facility. And I, I started sharing with her how this lady plays piano one-handed and, and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, that's so neat. You should, you should get, her, get her information for us. So I, I ended up giving her this lady's card. And within, I think it was like two hours, I get a phone call from the lady because I had given her my information when I prayed with her. Mm-hmm. I get a call from her and she says, oh my gosh, like this has been just a day from God. Um, these people just called me and they're asking me to play in their facility and they're able to pay me. So wow. it, it was actually someone where God's going to supplement this lady's income as well. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's amazing when you think about how God speaks. And, you know, I could have been in a big rush. You know, I could have been... Because I'm a business owner. i got to get mm-hmm. places. But just being yielded to the Holy Spirit enough to stop and have those moments, mm-hmm. you know? So when you were talking, so in Revelation twelve eleven, and they overcame 
and conquered him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when faced with death. That woman had so many testimonies. Oh, yeah. So she had the testimony of the stroke and teaching herself to play with one hand after she had that stroke. There's lots of people that sometimes when things like that happen, they just kind of throw in the towel and they give up. But this woman, like, continued to press in. Like, that's the testimony right there. And then the testimony of her with the breast cancer survivor. And the as soon as you said she goes into facilities now and she counsels people that encounter these issues, that verse right there is coming alive. So you overcome by the word of your testimony. So she is overcoming these things by giving that testimony to every single person that she goes into these facilities now and is helping. And mm-hmm. same thing with you. So mm-hmm. the last episode, last two episodes was you you got delivered. Yeah. Delivered from alcoholism. And we're not going to get in that on today's episode, but you we're talking about delivered. Now what? So we talked a little bit, I think, in the very first episode that we did about how you have to live that deliverance every single day. So that deliverance is your testimony. So again, back to Revelation 12, 11, you overcome. And what's overcome? What does it mean to overcome? Conquer. Conquer. You, you've, you've been successful. You've been able to rise above the conflict or the attack. Yeah. You, you, mm-hmm. So you are, you're having victory over that by that word that's coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. By that word that's coming out of your mouth with that testimony, yes. you're having victory. And that's why you, so delivered, now what? When you get delivered from something every single day, you probably, if you're not seeing it yet, you have an opportunity to tell somebody about that. Because if God set you free, he set you free because he wants to see others free. And the way that others are going to get free is by you opening your mouth. And that's what, like, something that has just become yeah, a life for you. It's it's every single day these these different things encounter. But that woman, same type of thing. She's using her testimony and she's overcoming, and she's going into places and telling people like, "I went through this. Mm-hmm. I, God pulled me out of this. He can pull you out of it too. He can give you light too." In um, James one three, it says, "Be assured that the testing of your faith." through experience, produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, so like there was, a, there was a thing that happened a couple of years ago. I was, I was en route to a job, and I, I was hitting like every red light. And um, there's a very specific... Um, multi-tool screwdriver that I carry in the trucks and I usually have more than one and sometimes I'll give them to customers Mm -hmm. because they're really handy to have especially to get into your furnace or whatever and my attention was drawn to this this particular tool in the console of the the truck in the work truck and I'm pulling up to this light and I I glance over to my right and in the bank parking lot um, on the, there's like this, this busy intersection of, uh, like one of our major highways here, highway 12, and then this Craig road. 
and there's a little bank and I, I seen in the parking lot, there was a young lady like pacing around this car and there was different things that caught my attention. Like the, uh, the car was a, a BMW SUV, which I like those. And then it was, it was just this weird situation where this, this gal looked like she was distraught and it was starting to snow and the thought hit me like pull in there and help this girl and I'm like I don't have time I don't have time to pull in there and help this girl Mm -hmm. and the light turned green and like the two cars in both turn lanes just sat there through almost the entire red light or green light Mm -hmm. and then I'm watching the light turn amber and then red and I only moved one Did car you space. Amber? Yeah, like the the yellow. The yellow. <laughs> so I I watched the light turn from green to that to red and I only moved one car length and I'm sitting there I'm like these people just sat through the green light and the amber light. And the amber light. Yes. I can't believe yes. you call it an amber light. <laughs> That's what my driver's ed teacher told me to call it. Oh, shout out yep. Mr. Gannon. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, taught our entire good. family how yeah. to drive. Yeah, he was dad's football coach and taught him how to drive. Yeah, and mom. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, and all of us. Yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up. I was, I was like, okay, this isn't coincidence that I just had to sit through an entire green light. Okay, so I pull in, and I pull up behind this young lady, in this big windowless van. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not even thinking about what that looks like. Yeah, big creep. <laughs> and here's this like, I think I'm pretty handsome. Did but you have this, a beard at that time? Because it no, was winter. No, I probably had some weird mustache or something. <laughs> so like, yeah. so I pull up and I jump out of the van and I grab that screwdriver, and I said, "Do you need help?" And she goes, "I just bought this car and I gotta get these plates on it, these tags on it." Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I was standing okay. there with the screwdriver, and I said, well, let me help you. Oh, thank you. I, I, I thought I had something. and So I'm putting this, this tag on the back, and it was just like a paper tag. And I put it on, and then I was like, well, you have a blessed day. And I went to get back in the truck, and like I really felt like just give her the screwdriver. Just give her the multi-tool. So I jumped back out, and I got her, like, blocked into the space with this big van. Yeah, she's yeah. trying to find her mace. Yeah. And I, like, walk up to the window, and she rolls it down, like, two <laughs> inches. And I was like, hey, I was like, you need to keep this. And she was like, no, no, I have one at home. And I said, well, this is a really good one. And I said, you have to take it because I feel like God put me here to help you. And I feel like... I'm not doing the right thing unless you take this tool. And she looked at me like I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. And I just slid it down through the, through the window into her hand. And then I went and got in the truck and I started to pull away. And it, the, the, the thought hit me like that was a temporary tag. So her new plates are going to come and she's going to have to put them on there. You know? But <laughs> that's what you just read. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're not um, excited to do it. Sometimes yeah. it's 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 inconvenient. Um, you're you're not readily available because you have other things on your plate. Remember the little blind kid at church, Michael? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was like the best. That was the Michael. best testimony. We were having a really good service one Sunday, and 
um, his mother went out and got him from Sunday school because she felt impressed to bring him in to have prayer, corporate yeah. prayer, hands laid on him. And I was actually like, there was just really good stuff going on. There was like, God was just moving and, and the, the atmosphere was just rich with the presence of God. And I was just enjoying it. I was kind of at the end of the, the row and uh, a pastor friend of mine and another gentleman from the church were sitting and they were like, they were just enjoying themselves and having a conversation, you know, in the middle of this service. And this lady brings this little boy up to me and she says, she says, I, I really feel like if you guys pray for him, that God's going to, to, to heal him. And I said, well, what's the issue? And she said, um, he's legally blind and, um, it's a degenerative thing that they've, they've diagnosed him with. So it's only going to get worse from here. And, and he I was said, young. Yeah, he was, he was like, like 10. Yeah. No, he was younger than that. He was like eight or nine. Eight, maybe? Maybe. Really? Yeah, he was pretty young. And I thought, okay. I was like, God can do this. And then I thought reinforcements, you know, where two or three agree concerning any one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm among um, them. So I, I literally walk over to these gentlemen and interrupted their conversation. I don't know. They were talking about football or something. Like God's moving and, and they're like getting ready for, for the Packer game or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I was like, can you guys join me in praying for this, this young man? And they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And we, we get over there. And it was, it was just so strange because like I, it, the, the prayer was a little different. Like I... I repented, you know, I, I asked God to, you know, make sure that I was in righteousness. So I, I just kind of, I went through first John one and nine, one, nine, one, nine. Yeah. And, uh, people have said our entire lives. <laughs> I know. Yeah, first John first one John and nine. nine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why do they say that? It's I like know. Adding an S to it's Walmart. Like John three and Walmart. 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, First yeah. Corinthians two and fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? So that's church culture. Yeah, it is. If you if you're not homeschooled and you didn't grow up there, then you won't understand. Yeah, yeah. It's niche. So First John one nine. What does First John one nine say? If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess yes. our sins, He is faithful and just, yes. and will forgive us. our sins and cleanse us continually from mm -hmm. all unrighteousness. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just started out praying like that God would cleanse us from unrighteousness so mm -hmm. that, you know, we had clear communication for what we were asking for. And then I remember like just having the thought like, okay, Lord, I the, the measure of faith that you've given me, I'm I'm lending or applying it to this situation, Father, that you would just... Um, give him new eyes and we were praying and like all of a sudden I, I was like Michael and I, I held up like three fingers and I, I got him far enough away and he was able to tell me how many fingers and I held up a different amount and he was able to tell me and this kid's jumping up and down this was after you prayed after all of us prayed yeah and God moved on this kid like he the reason why I 
started testing or, or asking him to you know look at things is because he got his accountants changed like he mm-hmm. he got like the joy of the lord came upon this kid and he was like he was like vibrating so then um he starts declaring i'm healed i'm healed and he ran back to sunday school That's awesome. and like i mean you don't see that that often what i'm trying to get at is it's not like it wasn't contrived yeah yeah it wasn't like it's not it, like he learned that by seeing someone else do it no and it was all just so sporadic like the mom went and got him yeah. out of sunday school well then he like runs off the mom lost it mm-hmm. i mean she's jumping around and rolling on the floor and i was like "Ooh, we're having some pentecostal meetings here mm-hmm. and the two gentlemen that I pulled over to agree in prayer go, what just happened? And I said, God healed them. And the one guy, he, he actually, um, he had been a Methodist minister that got the Holy Spirit and then was asked to leave the Methodist organization. And he said, he got healed from what? And I said, he was legally blind and he just got his sight back. And he goes, no, he didn't. And I said, yes, he did. <laughs> well, goes, good thing they didn't know what you were praying about. Well, and he, yeah, and he was, he was like, <laughs> he, he wasn't like, like, no, he didn't, like in a like, oh, like just like no, way. he was Sarcastic. like, yeah, he was like, no, he didn't, like it was, it was mind blowing for yeah. this guy that he just had hands on somebody praying, didn't even really know what he was praying about because I interrupted the conversation, mm-hmm. and and the so they were the basically Lord, just in agreement. Yeah, they were just because they, they didn't were just know like what you were praying about. Ride. Yeah, and and I just. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in like my my most faithful stance. Maybe I thought I needed help. You know. Maybe I thought. Um, well, there's you know, power there in numbers. Power. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, um, yeah, it was really amazing though. But that that's it goes right back to that verse though. That sometimes you're not, um, you know, not sometimes you're. N- we we think that we have to have this like great faith. Mm-hmm. That it's got to be, you know, earth shaking, and and then you, mustard seed. Yeah, you, mustard seed. Well, you and you have like these signs will follow those that believe. Mm-hmm. Like that's the the baseline of salvation is mm-hmm. believing, yeah. and then there's signs that follow if you just believe. The seventy seven that went out, they came back and they said, Lord, the, the even even the evil spirits. We have control and power and authority over, and he said, "Don't, don't like revel in that." Right, right. You know, um, they didn't. They didn't go to um, four years of Bible college. You know, I think about how they were feeling, right? Yeah. And you have to like. I understand. I can understand why the Lord said that because when you're, when you feel like you're just on it as a believer. Like mm-hmm. you had a day where you woke up and you were singing a song of praise and then like you shower and you get ready and then you're reading your Bible and you're praying Things in the Holy clicking. Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and you really feel like you're hearing from the Lord yeah, and then you, you go to the gas station mm-hmm. and you witness to people and you pray for people and you're just having all this awesome stuff and then you go home and you're like, yeah, like yeah. this is what it's about. I can understand why he said that to them because... Pride can seep in and boastfulness can mm-hmm. can get in there real, real yeah. quick. Yeah. Everything's got to point to the cross of mm-hmm. Christ. Right. You know, Paul, Paul was, he was very, very 
intelligent. He was a Pharisee. He was a citizen of Rome. He was a credible source to the Roman government. They gave him the authority to go in and handle business when it came to the followers of Christ. And when he went through all that he went through, you know, Peter said, I walked with Jesus three years and this man knows Christ better than I do. Um, Paul said, I can, I can give you nothing but the cross Christ. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you say that, like it immediately goes to my brain of like, can you imagine if the believers in this world, instead of thinking that we have to be on it in order to operate, if we're having a bad day and we have a bad day where we feel like we suck, right? Mm -hmm. And in that is where we go, where we're like, you know what? I'm a not... I am not a good believer today, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go pray for somebody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared. We would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us. You should also find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at at the Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Monday. See you next time.